today on The Breakdown. It's a 5,100 cash game hand with former EPT commentator John Duffy and crusher Jason Kuhn. This is a bit of a cooler, and it's a bit of a huge hand, but there's also some very interesting decisions, and we're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I think John Duffy was not only an EPT commentator, I think he actually founded the EPT. Really? Yeah, I think he was one of the, at least he was one of the original guys who kind of made it happen. That sort of makes sense then that he would also be one of the original commentators, right? Looking at us in poker time sort of in a similar way, right? Like we sort of founded that and we were also the commentators. Someday we'll find somebody better. (laughs) (laughs) Stapes, whenever you're ready, buddy, you can step right in. I'll tag out. You know what? We our analysis is better than his. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I mean, okay, we could we could try to get what's his name? Uh Nick Shulman. He's he's clearly better than us. Clearly. Yeah. Miles better. So um, but not talking about poker time anymore, talking yeah. about, you know, other things poker like John Duffy and Jason Kuhn. Jason Kuhn, of course, is uh good. Yes. Uh, widely considered one of the best players in the world, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I think he's sort of a, uh, I don't know if disciple is the right word, but at least a compatriot of Phil Galfond and that crew. Okay. Yeah. And it's not surprising when you watch him play, right? Yeah, he, he plays does. like 100Ks and stuff. He does some interesting stuff when he plays the poker, and this hand is no exception. Yeah, he's also like built like freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger. That dude is huge. Is he? Yeah, he's big boy. Okay. Big boy. He's all of Australia, that guy. Jason Kuhn is not Australian, just so you know. No, I know. I'm saying that he's all Australian. The person who suggested this hand is Australian. I know really? that. Mark Testart. Well, hey there. Maybe that's the reason why I said that Australian so, thing. Yeah, it might. It you, could be. In case if uh, we have some new listeners or the old listeners have forgotten, I do hate Australia with a passion. Of course. <laughs> that place is awful. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why? It's it's not what you might think. It's because of the people. Right. I hate the people of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> So the new listeners probably believe you, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Let, Let them believe. believe. Let them believe. They're going to learn. They'll learn over time <laughs> what to believe and what not to. Um, of course, when Mark suggested this from Australia, I don't know if they have computers there or maybe he... Probably not. They're a little bit behind. He Maybe he had to go to like an e-cafe, log in <laughs> to the AOL. And, you uh, hear that that sound as the yeah. modem like connects over the phone line? Yeah. And yeah. then watch... Oh, man, how long did it take to load the video? How long did it take just to download one single freaking naked lady? It took forever is the <laughs> answer. Let me tell you. Forever. Yeah, it did. I don't know. I was I was pretty young. I was, I was old enough to to tell you that for sure. It took a long time. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, he used Twitter and he suggested it at two poker guys, the number two poker guys. If you have a suggestion for the breakdown, please use that. Also, if you just want to tweet at us, say yeah. what's up. Yeah, because you know we like that. We're down with that. Yeah. Say say hey. Yeah. So now I know Damon in San Diego is going to just tweet us oh, the yeah. word hey. That's his move. Yeah, he likes to do. Now that. he can't. He just took it away from him. Yeah, that guy, that guy understands the ins and outs of this podcast better than I do for sure. Often there's a tweet from Damon in San Diego that like clearly refers to something we said in the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea what this guy's talking I about. Mean, in, in fairness to us, the podcasts often come out a week after we True. do them. And we've often have done multiple ones since then before this one comes yeah. out and stuff. So it's a little bit understandable. But yes, no, I see the Damon in San Diego things. And I'm not sure what he's referring to, but I know it's correct. Yes. And when I finally hear the one, one that comes out that week or that day or whatever, I, I often get it. Yeah, and that's uh, and we respect that. We like it's, it a lot. It's a little weird to be in on the joke without kind of being in on the joke, though, you know? Yeah. Which is what happens with me a lot, just in life. Well, yeah, because you just don't know what's going on ever, no. basically. No, basically, <laughs> that's correct. I'm just walking around, looking around, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, hoping something good happens. <laughs> anyway, 
something good may or may not happen to John Duffy and Jason Kuhn. One of them will have a good thing happen, and one of them will have a bad thing happen. Well, you know, that's great. It's a zero-sum game, so let's do it's it. It's less than zero-sum, Jonathan. Um, okay, fine. But if there was no rake, it would be a zero-sum game. And in some games, it is zero-sum, my friend. It's tough to find those games. Uh, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, home games. Home games. Some home games. Probably this game. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's the party poker, whatever. It's poker night in America. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. We're going to start with John Duthie. It is 5,100. John Duthie has $25,000, so 250 blinds. He's under the gun, and he's going to do what a loose player might do and open ace three of hearts. That is correct. And it's not like we're six-handed. No. Where you're, where you're like, that's a little bit of a loose open, but fine, I guess. This is, yeah, they're like eight or nine-handed, right? He might just have a bunch of EPT money burning a hole in his pocket. Like, he might have sold that thing a couple yeah. of years back for Poker a stars, ton yeah. of money to Poker Stars, and he's like, I'm, I got like a $70 million. What do here. I care? Yeah. That's fine. I'm, I'm not going to, I don't get $70 million to fold these three suited. That's of course not. Sure. <laughs> of course got not. Got to play it, yeah. So that's what he does. He opens it under the gun. He makes it $250. Jason Kuhn is plus one. He's got 50000 in front of him, 500 big blinds. Yeah. Uh, I think the max buy-in is 20K in this game. It is. So, so he's, he's up at least 30000 He's done well so far. Yeah. He's Jason Kuhn. Yep. He's got ace-king offsuit. Uh, I did not write the suits down. I could tell by the way you said that. But they will not factor. I'll tell you that. Well, that's a spoiler, but so be it. Yes. Uh, so. I, I actually know. I know nothing. I know nothing. I you. <laughs> you know nothing? I was about to say claim the suits, but I realized I couldn't. I think. What matters is there are no spades in his hand. I'm pretty sure. Okay. That sounds um, right. So Kuhn three bets to 900 with his ace-king offsuit. Everybody else folds back to John Duthie, who now calls. Yeah. Is this an obligatory call once we open? I don't think it is. Even though we're this deep, I don't think we have to call ace-three suited when under the gun plus one three bets us sort of biggish. We're already going to have, you know, almost... I mean, it's still going to be a 10 to one stack to pot or so, which is pretty good. For ace three, but I'd rather be in position with it. I think we can very comfortably dump this hand if we want to. I agree. This should be the bottom of our range here. So yeah. it's okay to dump the bottom of your range in a spot like this. I like that. Um, that said, if we have $70 million and we, we, you know, we didn't get it to fold ace three. This suited, is never a good so argument. No, of course never not. a good argument. But here we are. And this is the only argument I have because John Duthie certainly doesn't fold. No, it wouldn't be much of a hand. For the I would prefer a four bet to a call. Of course. But a four bet would be kind of an absurd play too. Actually, I don't know if I even prefer a four bet to a call based on when, when Jason Kuhn three bets, three bets us plus one ace king, may be the bottom of his range for value anyway, unless he's seen John Duffy opening a ton and he's yeah, like, you know, I, right. I have ace jack suited this. I, I just want to thin the field and get up against yeah. this kind of fishy player. Yeah. I mean the problem. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it gets a little weird, right? If we three bet this as John Duffy, what are we going to four bet? To? Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Four bet. So Kuhn makes it 900. We're going to make it, I'm thinking, 3,500, something like that. I was thinking 33, but okay. yeah, yeah good, somewhere close in that, enough. That general range. Uh, Kuhn is going to be an interesting spot where I don't think he's going to fold the ace-king very often. But he's not going to probably five-bet. It bet. seems crazy to five-bet because you basically have to risk $25,000 to win the three yeah. win something that he just put out there and the 900 you have out there. So it's like to win 4K. And you kind of need him to fold because if he doesn't fold, you're screwed. Like, you're praying he has queens, I guess, right? Yeah. So... I think we're probably going to call. Maybe we even just find a fold as Jason Kuhn if under the gun, just four bet under the gun plus one. Yeah. Not crazy to find a fold with Ace King there, actually. And okay, so I want to go back a little bit and yeah. make it clear. The reason I'm even bringing this up is because of the type of hand Duffy has. I wouldn't say this if we were like, oh, he's 
loosely opening six, eight suited under the gun. Yeah. I would have never considered four betting that hand because we don't block anything. If we're going to have a four betting under the gun range, which of course we do. Yeah. And we're not going to go a hundred percent value. This is the type of hand that should be in the bluffs. No question. Cause about we, that. because we have a hand that if we see a flop with it, if we get called, it at least has some possibilities, some equity against most hands. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we block the the number one hand we don't want our opponent to have of pocket aces. Right. We block that. We're have 30% equity against everything but the hand that we block. Minimum 30% yeah. equity. That's pretty good, too. Um, yeah, it's an interesting spot. You could four bet it. I mean, call, I mean, look, you're not supposed to open it. You're not supposed to call. You're just supposed to fold, and then you're supposed to fold again. Yes. We're not. We're John Duthie. We've clearly decided not to fold the first time. We're clearly not going to fold the second time. Do we actually think the question? I guess now is: Is it actually better to four bet? I agree with you. Four betting should be at least a consideration. Although you probably just have a clear range of what your four bet is, and you know if it's in there or not. I mean, it, if we're not going to like, sh- is it better to four bet or fold? Sorry, four bet or call? Do you think? Okay, I think we can't really answer that question as just a one-off question. I think yeah. a better way to do it is to construct a range that we decide. Our early position four betting range is. Yeah. And of course, course we're going to include like aces, kings, probably ace, king suited, and queens. Maybe not that many, but we're not sure. So we're I, don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going to four bet ace, king suited, and queens. Well, we're going to choose some of them, ones. some of them to four bet, and some of them to flat. Okay. Right? Sure. So with our ace wheel cards, ace, deuce through ace, five suited hands, we should choose some of those to four bet and some of those to fold. Right. I agree. And, and not flat any of them. I agree. So we should have like, okay, we're going to four bet our red ones and fold our black ones. Or maybe we're just only going to four bet our spades and, and fold the rest of them because we don't need to four bet that frequently with the ace wheel. So we only four bet 25% of the time with these hands. As you said before, which is, I think, a really important point, is this is the bottom of our range or near the bottom of it for sure. Maybe we'll have a few suited connectors and king queen in here too, but essentially the bottom of our range, especially in terms of playability. Yes. And... Uh, and we just don't have to continue with that. We have a lot of hands we're going to call with. Pretty much any pocket pair, we're never folding. Of course not. Um, all the big suited Broadway hands, we're never folding, right? Yeah. Like you got king-queen suited, you're not going to fold. You know, it could suck, but we're not just going to throw what it away. Queen-ten suited if we decide to open that. Mm. We probably shouldn't be opening it anyway, but yeah. it's sort of the same thing as ace-three, I think. Yeah. Um, Except that we don't have a real blocker. We don't have a real blocker, right. Um I don't know. I think it depends what we think about Jason. Then if we think Jason's three betting a lot, we probably could consider holding on. But if he three bets not very often, I'd probably just dump it. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I'd mostly prefer dumping it, but I kind of like constructing these ranges for the early position four betting thing. Yeah. Like what do you, let's just take a minute and actually construct a range here. So what are we going to consider our good under the gun hands that we're going to consider four bet? We're going to go aces, Kings, Queens, ace, King suited. Or is king off? Do you want to add? Now, it? you're saying just against anyone who's three-betting us or against the plus-one player? Because it's different. Against the plus-one player. Let's okay. say against the plus-one player. I mean, this is st- not a situation you need to balance very often, obviously. Of course not. But this is just the strongest range you're yeah. up against out of everyone. Right, of out of any range you could be up against, yes. essentially, right? That's why it's interesting. But if it's a player like Jason Kuhn, who is capable of, of three-betting light, even plus-one. Right. One. He can have ace-queen. And we're block- with ace-king, we're blocking and stuff like yeah. that. I think I'd rather four-bet ace-king than queens. I think I agree with that, but... I don't think we can four bet all of our ace kings. No. So if we four bet half of our ace kings and call with half of our ace kings, maybe? What do you think about that? Um, you mean suited or just in general? I was thinking suited. Okay. I think that's cool. So like the black ones we do one thing with, we call with, and the red ones we raise, and then yeah. tomorrow we change it or something like that. Yeah. Um, that sounds reasonable to me. And then we can four bet our two color aces, kings, and queens, and flat our monochromatic aces, kings, and queens. 
Um, again, depend. Assuming that the player is competent, right? yes. Like against certain players, we're just going to go with it because we, we got to get as much. Or maybe, as possible. maybe instead of that, we four bet our two color aces and kings, and four bet our monochromatic queens, and four bet our two color queens and our mono. I'm uh, getting confused. I, yeah, and maybe stop for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure we should be four betting queens anyway in this yeah, spot. I think not. it's probably a bad idea. Like you're three, you're getting three bet by the strongest possible range. We're going to four bet and. Fold out. We're going to fold out four back kind of big because we're going to need fold equity, right? Um, so we're going to four bet big enough that we're going to fold out some hands that we really don't want to fold out. Okay. So for the sake of balance, let's forget about queens. Okay. So we're right. four betting two ace kings. Yeah. It sounds like the suited ones. Yeah. Are we just flatting all of our ace king offs or what are we doing? Yeah, for three bet. Maybe we. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? It's hard to come up with that one. That means, that means if we're doing that, we have. 14 ace kings we're calling with and two ace kings we're, we're four betting. Okay, how about that if we just wrong. four bet all of our ace kings that contain a black ace? That gives us half of our ace kings. Okay, fine. All right, sure. So we're we're half and half with ace kings. Yep. Um, with king with aces and kings, we're gonna be two thirds uh, four betting the aces and kings. Mm-hmm. So which is four, four combos each. So eight total there and eight. So you have 16 total combos of four bets there. Right. And you just have to come up with. 16. It doesn't actually have to be. No, it doesn't have to be 16 yeah, yeah. bluffs. Sorry, but, but a certain, like maybe eight bluffs or five bluffs or something like that, right? I think we could probably do a bit of a lower number of bluffs. So well, maybe we could just do like eight. We could, we could choose to do eight bluffs if we want and do. No, nah, I think we should just. No, I don't think we need eight bluffs. I don't think we need eight bluffs. No, I think five is probably. Because we're going to make it a big number. So um, we don't have to have as many bluffs. So we just choose bigger. like one of the ace wheel suited hands. It gives us four. Yeah. So it's like 20%. Um, yeah, maybe it's something like that. Yeah. Maybe you add one extra one too. It's like all the ace three suited and ace five of hearts or something like that. I don't know. I'm just making this up. It's something sure. like that. And the rest of your ace wheels you fold. Right. You never call. Right. Because yeah, it's not good enough. Yeah. I like that. That seems right. Okay. We did it. Okay. John so, Duffy called with ace three parts. Well, maybe that was in his, I don't know what range, because none of it fits what yeah. we just did. But I guess he doesn't play and think the way we do, Grant. I suppose not. And that's fine. There'd be no money in poker if everyone played like me, at least for me. <laughs> or for them, now that I think about it. Yeah. We all played exactly the same. The, the only people making money is the casinos, man. Can't have that. It's the rake, man. Yeah. You, you don't want to You don't want to pay the rake. No. You don't. In that home game that you're talking about, that mythical home game where I, it's a zero-sum game. Those things happen. There's lots of home games where there's no rake. Yeah, but usually they're not so big. By the way, also Portland, there's a $10 door fee, but then there's no rake. It's like $15. Okay, you're right. Sorry, $15. Then you can play two five. Are you day. saying that's zero-sum? Does that count as zero-sum, Jonathan? Well, Mr. Math Face. Actually, when you walk in, it's a fee to, to be in the club, which isn't necessarily about playing poker. So one could argue they're going to have other things in there too, other games and stuff. In fact, I know that now. Um, they're starting to do that. So right. actually, one could argue that if you were there to play Scrabble and then you play some poker, it's entirely a zero-sum game. Yeah, that's so, a horrible... Yes. Wow, we're really way off the freaking beaten path. Here. So? Is anyone interested in this except you and me and people in Portland? I don't care. I'm not sure. You know what is interesting? What? Playing poker on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness for nitrogen. Yeah, really. Then that's what you're going to say after you've both deposited and withdrawn from nitrogen because it's so fast. It's so fast. It moves at the speed of Bitcoin. I'm talking five to 20 minutes usually. I yeah. mean, the blockchain's been a little gunky recently, yeah. but it's going to speed up. Don't worry about it. And maybe it takes an hour sometimes. By the way, even if it takes a day, that's faster than everybody else in the industry 
period. It won't take a day, though. It'll, it, yeah. like, no, really, it doesn't. It, it really, really doesn't. won't. I had a long withdrawal from them because the blockchain was gunked up, and it was like 45, 50 minutes. Right. That's unheard of. All the other sites, even the sites that use Bitcoin, they have some sort of internal processing. It takes longer. That's no fun. You don't want it to take longer. You want your money right away. You don't want it in 72 hours. Not only is it fast to withdraw your money, it's free. You get one free deposit, sorry, one free withdrawal every single week on nitrogen. No no fees of any kind if you only do one a week. Who, who does more than one a week anyway? Nitrogen's like a deal to footing me. the bill for that, you know? Yeah, that's true, because it ain't free for, uh, for everybody. No, it's not. So that's a pretty good deal. That is a nice deal. Another good deal is that if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for nitrogen, you get access to exclusive Poker Guys free rolls, events, other type of things that the poker guys do on Nitrogen where you get to play with us, you get special promotions, and if you don't use that link, you don't even get to see them because we hate you. And of course, our tournament is coming up on December 31st. It's going to be, we think, a, a 0.1 millibit buy-in, which is about $1.60, $1.70 right now um, in terms of value, but the prize pool is going to be way, way, way bigger than you would ever expect, and there's going to be a lot of free money to be won. Yeah. Fun overlay. So you got to, of course, we're going to be playing it too. It's going to be on, it's not really going to be New Year's Eve, but it's going to be on New Year's Eve day. Yeah. And uh, that'll be great. We'll see you there. We'll see you there on Nitrogen. Thank goodness for Nitrogen. <laughs> Is that the new, the new motto? I'm going to say it like that from now on. Thank I like goodness it. for Nitrogen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, all elements have their purpose. Are you talking about the website or the element? Oh, um, well, I guess I was meaning both now that I think about it, because without the element nitrogen... Our life would not exist as it does... It would be different. As, as we know it, yeah. yeah. Now, maybe that's... You know, we're saying, thank goodness, maybe life would be better. It might be. So you know what? I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I only thank goodness for nitrogen sports. So let, me, let me... Thank goodness for nitrogen sports. There you go. Yeah. Poker room. Screw the element. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So John Duffy calls with his ace three suited. Jason Coons got ace-king offsuit. The pot is $1,950. Duffy is the effective stack. He's got about 24K left. Heading to the flop. The flop is a good one for the old EPT founder, John Duffy. Perhaps. Perhaps, maybe. Ten of spades, three of clubs, three of spades. Yes, that's right. I wrote three, three, of, of, I wrote three of clubs, three of clubs. It's definitely the th- three of spades is the other. There's three. not two three of clubs there? I'm pretty sure it's not. So there's a spade draw, but the key thing is John Duthy just flopped trip threes. The best trip threes. Yes, the very best. And of course, Jason Kuhn has nothing. He has ace-king. So you would think this is one of those unfortunate situations for Duthy where he's got the wrong part of Kuhn's range here, right. where Kuhn usually has an overpair. Like, the majority of his combos are overpairs here. I'm not sure if that's true, but he certainly depends has... on if he three best jacks, I guess. Yeah, and also ace queen if he's three betting ace queen. Yeah, okay, fair but, enough. But um, but either way, um, he's certainly going to have an overpair a fair amount of the time, and he doesn't. So it's going to be hard to make a lot of money here if you're John Duffy. Yes, it is. Uh, so he's going to decide to check and let Coon bet whatever he's got. Now, not the worst idea, by the way, to just donk on this flop. No, it's it's sort of a not. weird play. Like, what are you supposed to have? Eh, I don't know. I think. Would Kuhn call with his exact hand if Duthie donked? He, I don't know. He might. He might just think Duthie's got spades, right? I mean, what does Duthie have when he donks? I don't know. That's interesting. 10-10. Is he really going to donk 10-10? Maybe. He may be. You're never going to think he has a three, so you're not worried about that. So it's kind of 10-10 or nothing. Is or, Duthie really going to donk top Or pair? like he's a bad player with jacks. Maybe he's going to donk to jacks or ace-10 or something. Yeah. yeah. But if you're hoping uh, Jason Kuhn's got the overpair, the way to probably get paid the easiest is to donk. He's gonna Jason Kuhn's gonna bet an overpair anyway. He's gonna bet it on this street, but I'm thinking about future streets. Often Jason Kuhn might check a lot of turns. Spades may come, bad cards may come, over cards to his overpair may come. You that's know? that's a fair point. A ten may come. Things that just will scare him. 
Checking is fine too, though. Of course. Checking is completely fine when it's the plus one range that's just three bet. No yeah. question. And it certainly it's the standard play. Right. So what do you think Jason Kuhn should do here? He's got the backdoor Broadway draw, but he has no other draws. And, you know, the flop, the flop is pretty dry. At least he's got that going for him. Yeah, it's super dry. I guess as Jason Kuhn, we're probably aware that John Duthie's got a fairly wide range here. I guess so. We're Jason Kuhn. We probably know this. Yeah. And so then it's, it seems crazy not to bet on this super dry, pretty safe board. Of course, Duffy can have a pocket pair, and I guess he can have a 10 once in a while, but there's usually we're just going to take it down, aren't we? I think so. Uh, I think it's also an element of balance here. When you three bet plus one and then don't see bet, your hand looks kind of face up unless you're checking your pocket aces and pocket kings sometimes here, which right. I guess Jason Kuhn is certainly capable of doing things like that. But I think Kuhn is a pretty aggressive guy, and he prefers his balance to take the form of aggression rather than passivity. I think you're right. I like that passivity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're probably right. I think, I think a bet makes sense here. Like, why not? Like, we've just inflated the pot. Let's win it. We're usually going to. And he decides to bet pretty big. He bets 1500 in a 1950. So about 75% yeah. of the pot, yeah. I mean, that is not crazy for a cash game. It's not crazy, but it's on the big side. It's a little bit big. Big side of things. It's a little bit big-ish. He's just sort of saying... Fold all, like consider folding your like pocket sevens. I think is what he's trying to say with this. Well, point, right? I don't know if he's expecting those hands to fold now, but right. he's certainly going to be able to get those to fold later. Sure, right. So sure. he's starting to tell a story that's going to get pocket eights, pocket sevens, all those hands to fold later. If he, as long as he bets the turn, it's usually going to work, right? Like it's going to be hard for sevens right. to fold twice. At the same time, as protecting against random two cards, like uh, if mm-hmm. Duffy has ace three, probably has seven eight suited here. If he has seven eight of diamonds, we don't want to just a seven to peel off on the turn. Absolutely, and also you know charge the spades. Yeah. Which are probably going to call at least once, but maybe not twice, or at least we charge them, and either way, that's good. So maybe we shut down on spades as Kuhn? I think spades is the only thing we would strongly consider. And maybe a 10. Spades and a 10, I would consider. Maybe a 10, because a 10 is kind of in the same category as the pocket eights, pocket sevens, where like it's yeah. going to be tough to hold up to multiple streets of heat. Also, we don't tell a very good story if the 10 pairs and we bet again. Right. Like, really? We have aces and we're betting? Really? If we don't have any 10s in our range, and Duffy does. Yeah, like... Yeah. Duffy can check raise. I don't. I'm not saying Duffy would, but he could check raise and like. Well, there's not much we can do with his entire range. We're just going to be forced to fold yeah. a lot. So, so I think we have to check back a ten too. All right. So what should John Duffy do now? What a dream! Right. A dream! It is. It's a beautiful time to be alive in Duffyville. We're going to add point zero zero four percent to our wealth in this hand. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. Assuming you know we don't get very unlucky. Yeah. Or fold. I don't know for sure that the Duffy made a ton of money on the EPT, but assuming like I mean, it seems having like having watched him play poker and him buying in for twenty thousand dollars in a cash game against Jason Kuhn makes me think he probably did. There's at least a shot, yeah. that he's got some cash there. Yeah. So anyway, what are we supposed to do with John Duffy? Well, there's obviously only two options. I think I like a raise right away. I got to tell you, John Duffy does not agree with me, but I like a raise. All right, explain yourself. I will, Grant. I will. I mean, look, this is a super. This is about as strong a range as a guy can have. One, like th- this is the strongest th- three betting range someone can have is the plus one three betting range. Yes. He decided to continue on this board. He's going to have an overpair a lot. He's not always going to continue with ace king. Nessus. Maybe, maybe Jason Kuhn is, but our, but a good opponent is not always going to bet ace king here. After, yeah. un- after under the gun open, call the three bet and then checked on this board. Right. Sure. Or someone's going to check back their misses, um, but we think they're going to bet most of their overpairs. Maybe all of their overpairs. Now, maybe Jason Goon's super balanced, and this isn't true about him. But I feel like if we check raise, what are we even wrapping besides pocket tens and a spade draw? Like, like for value, it's pocket tens only, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's a good reason, I think, is that 
it's from a good player's perspective, like, okay, so you have those three combos or else you're check raising two jacks or something, which doesn't yeah, make like, any sense. Like, you're not going to do that. That's crazy. Look what I'm doing. You're not that bad, John Duffy. Right. And that we might get Jason Kuhn to never fold his over pair, but we make the pot so big, we get it all in. Yeah. Um, or, by the way, Jason Kuhn is good enough. With the actual hand that he has, if we check raise, he might just put in a big, big raise right now, thinking like, what do you have? Like, go away. What I, do you have? I like all these points. At the same time, if yeah. if Kuhn doesn't think Duffy has bluffs in him, what's he going to do with pocket aces here if, if Duffy makes it 4,500 here? I think if you have pocket aces, he's going to call. I think he is, but it's not a good spot right he, away. He could talk himself into Duffy as queens and is terrible. Queens is, or a spade draw. Yeah. Um, if, he has, if Kuhn himself has queens, though, and he doesn't think Duffy has bluffs, now it gets a little titchy, right? Because we don't think... We don't believe Duffy's going to check raise ace ten, right? No, I don't think so. And we don't believe he's probably he's almost never going to check raise jacks. So, like, what are we talking about? The presence of two spades on the board makes yeah. me like the check raise a little bit better because then we can be saying like sometimes we have a flush draw here. Yeah, and, and as it turns out, Kuhn does not have a spade in his hand, right? Which would make it easier for him to not fold. But whatever, like we're not targeting ace king. We're hoping Kuhn has the kings or something like that, right? Yeah, I. I imagine a check raise is probably the best play here, but it is possible that Kuhn's good enough to get away from, from yeah. over pairs. I mean, I, I agree with you that if, if Duffy doesn't seem to have any bluffs based on his reputation, Kuhn could strongly consider folding an over pair right away or on the turn. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to fold aces exactly because he can come with other over pairs Duffy could have. But the the worst over Jackson Queens, I think he's probably going to have to consider folding. Yeah, can folding right now, and then down the road, are we going to get paid more by calling or by check raising against if we give Kuhn two kings here? Yeah, you know, like if we check raise now, Kuhn will strongly consider folding the turn if we bet again two kings. Yeah, why on doesn't the that, turn? Doesn't, doesn't that play sort of the same as aces? Yeah. So I don't think he's going to fold aces on the turn very often if it, if it not if a safe card comes off. I think you have to call down with something. And so Kuhn's yeah. going to call down with those I don't know. hands. Those are like the top of his range, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe pocket tens is the one pit better hand, but Kings is like the third best hand he can have here. Yeah, but against Duffy, maybe it doesn't yeah. really matter. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I think Jason Kuhn probably cares a little bit about, you know, his distribution. I agree, but here's something I am almost entirely sure of. Okay. If Jason Kuhn has kings or aces and Duffy just calls and spades don't roll off, so we're trying to avoid spades here is Duffy. Yes. Kuhn's going to try to get it all in by the river with aces or kings if Duffy just calls. Are we going to be able to... Uh, oh, that Are the stacks set up so that way Duffy can get it in by the river anyway? How much did Kuhn bet on this flop? 1,500. 1,500. If we call, there, that's going to be 3K. There's going to be 5K in the pot. Yeah. And we've put in 2,400. Okay, so we still have... $22,000. Yeah. And if Kuhn continues his big sizing... He bets like 3500 on the turn. Or bigger, yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking like... It's, yeah. That's 70% of the pot, so yeah. it's about what he did, right? Um, so that puts another 13000 in the pot, something like that. So we have a and we'll bit, have a bit more 000, than pot. A little bit more than pot. You're right. So the thing is now the board has to run out clean for us instead of getting it in now against some of those hands. But the, well, but he might fold those hands. Yeah, he might fold those hands. No and if the board them. runs out relatively clean at all, Kuhn's going to go for maximum value, I think. I mean, relatively clean means... I mean, if he has kings, that means no aces, no spades, no tens, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a fair amount of the deck... Like, but, it, but it's going to run out clean more than half the time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We can probably get it all in. If he bets the river, we can check raise all in for a little bit more. He might just move us in anyway. He'll probably yeah. just move us He'll in. He'll probably just move us in. Yeah. Yeah. Or bet small to try and you know, get called by 
you know, jacks or something like that. And maybe we don't get it all, but we get most of it and it's fine. So I think calling's okay. Yeah. I think it that's comes, a fair point. Yeah. Because of the three bet, we have a chance to get it in, in his big sizing. We have a chance to get it in. Anyway. Right. He's like, he's going to do the Ryan fee play that Ryan fee did yes. against Garrett Edelstein where he's like, okay, I hope you have jacks and can't fold John Duffy. Like, yeah, because you've never taken an aggressive action. You've just checked, called, check, called. They're like, I'm sure I have the best hand with my two Kings or two aces here. As long as it runs out clean. Yeah. So many cards though. Yeah. That's the problem. That is the problem, but I think it's okay just to call here and try to let him do that. I'm just trying to think. So there's nine spades and there's three tens is 12. So there's 12 cards we have to, he, we have to dodge for the very clean, but of course a Jack is maybe going to slow him down to maybe even a queen is going to slow down aces or Kings against us. Yeah. Um, so those are cards he might not go for max value. He might, but he might not. You know, there's that kind of stuff, sort of the phantom cards, which aren't as obvious, but... He but a lot of those cards are also going to make him fold if we check raise and he calls and then we bet again. That's true. That's a fair point. But then we got... Yeah, no, that's true. So I don't know. I think it's... It's, it's, it's pretty close, actually. Yeah. I think either... I think either... Because... Only because he's plus one and he three bet and then he bet on this flop. I just feel like... It's so rare you get to go after a super strong range with a super strong hand yourself that's hidden. It feels like such a great opportunity. I mean, but that's why you don't bluff here, right? Yes. That is so why you don't Kuhn's bluff. So Kuhn's not going to put you on bluffs because Kuhn is smart. But is Kuhn going to know that about John Duthie? <laughs> you know is what I mean? John is John Duthie going to bluff here? Do you think John Duthie... If John gonna... Duthie had the ace, queen, of spades, I don't know what he's going to do. Do you think he's just going to go call, call, call? I mean, that's not really a bluff. It's kind of a bluff. It's a bluff. You want to fold, right? I guess ace, queen is a little too good to want to fold. You're like, it's fine if we get it in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I can hit one of my overcards. I mean, the not flush draw is usually going to be at least 40 some odd percent. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Um, so maybe that's not the best example. Um, what if it's the, I don't know. We come I think you can't, you can't have it both ways is basically what I'm saying, where yeah. you're attacking the strong range when you flop super strong, but that means you don't have any bluffs because you know his range is the strongest right now, which means your opponent should know that you're not bluffing most of the time or ever. I mean, you know, if, if we were Doug Polk or someone, perhaps we'd go a step further and say cool now i can bluff you a lot because you're going to fold all the right time but john spot, duffy's but not doing that and jason sure knows that yeah of course he isn't doing that yeah of course not that's why i said if you, if if you were doug polk so if john duffy was doug polk yeah yeah he's not right and like you said jason Kuhn knows that too so as long as he has no bluffs it's fine yeah that that yeah then then maybe we can't if we have no bluffs we probably can't raise even against our super strong range right yeah because he's because coon's good enough to like figure it all out and put it together and, and fold all right all right yeah that's fair well, Duffy calls. I don't know if it's for all of those reasons, but he does decide to call. If this was a $1,500 event at the World Series, I would probably check race <laughs> against almost everyone, though. Yeah, because it's not Jason Kuhn. Right, exactly. Because they would not fold. A lot of people get entitlement tilt slash can't fold aces. Also, they're anyway. like, yeah, yeah, I have, I have a good hand. I'm not folding. Also, they might not know you. They might think you're a bad player who's check raising jacks here because it's a $1,500 World Absolutely, Series event. Absolutely, right? No, tons of them. I'm not even saying they're wrong to call down with aces there. They're probably not. I mean, you mean like day one, though, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, once you get a little deeper in day two and stuff, probably you shouldn't be trying de- to do that type of thing. It really depends on who you're, who the player is. Yeah. There's a lot of bad players on day two, those events. There are, but you, okay, you'll, you'll be able to identify them by then. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what this is about. No. Duffy just calls. We've got 1,500 bet, 1,500 call, 4,950 in the pot. Duffy with his trips with ace three on a three, three, 10, two spade board. Coon with nothing with ace king off. Coon now is like, okay, Duffy has me beat all of the time, pretty much, unless he has spades. Right. Yeah. So the pot is 4,950. Turn is the six of diamonds. That's a good card for Kuhn. So sick. Two sixes just got there if Duffy had two sixes. <laughs> right. 
So sick. How is it a good card for Kuhn? No spade, you mean? No spade, and we don't really think Duthie ever has a six in his hand. So, and, he, and the only thing that would be a real way that this would improve Duthie is if he had pocket sixes, exactly, as you just said, which is possible, but not super Or six, likely. seven of spades, you know, a hand like that. Okay, sure. But even six, seven of spades is really not going to love his life if we bet again, right? Right. It may call once, but it's yeah. not going to love his life. But we don't want it to call once. No, we would like it to fold. Yeah. So if we're, But it's a good card in terms of if he's got a flush draw, it probably didn't improve him. And it doesn't improve almost any of his other holdings either. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. true. All right. So Duffy checks. Yep. That I like. Kuhn decides to bet again. Yeah. Well, this is part of the... This is part of the plan of yeah. betting the flop. Because, I mean, like, you don't expect two eights to fold the flop. No, they're usually going to hold on once. But it's going to be really hard to keep holding on, especially considering Kuhn's sizing him. But it's 4,200 into 4,950. Right. He's, He's saying, basically saying, I have ace-ace. Right. He's saying, I have ace-ace. Don't try and draw it on me on spades. I'm making it so you can't do it. You you can't call profitably with spades, and guess what? Your jacks are no good. By the way, if you have six, seven of spades and you just turn to six, you probably can't call anyway. Duffy might, though. Duffy might. Also, you might talk yourself into, well, I just picked up five outs. Yeah. <laughs> but you're probably not supposed to it's call that either. It's not actually five outs. It's a paired board. Oh, so sick. You picked up two outs. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so this is a... I like this bet a lot. By yeah, Kuhn, me too. Because... Me too. It should work against Jackson worse, pretty much. I think if you have ace-10, you probably just have to fold. Yeah. And Jacks should fold. Queens don't love it either, let me tell you. Yeah, but that's when you have to go with distribution. Maybe you say, like, Queens and better, I kind of have to call, hold on, or maybe Jackson better even. I mean, Jax is probably the second best hand you can ever have, so you probably can't fold Jacks either. I mean, uh, if you actually have a balanced range preflop, you can have aces and kings, but you right. probably don't if probably you're John Duffy. But then John Duthie's not really thinking about distribution anyway. No, he's not. So sir. we can't have it both ways that way either. It's so hard. I like having it both ways, though, Grant. It's easier that way. You know where you can have it both ways? I'm going to say, hold on. Hold on. Myanmar. Well, actually, that is what I was going to say. Yes, yeah. that's weird that you got that. Yes, that's very, very surprising. All right, well, continue. Moving on, on then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so is it time for Duffy to spring it now? Um... I don't know that it is now. I'm not a big fan of like, we're under the gun. We just check call. And now we check raise the turn. Cause now it really, then it looks like we do have pocket tens when we do that. I don't know. It does. It looks super strong. So I feel th- like this is me once again, trying to have it both ways. But so I'm going to jump into John Duffy's body and be me instead of John Duffy. Sure. What the hell? But have John Duffy's image. Okay. Good luck me. Um, so in maybe, and this is a big stretch. I know this is not accurate, but if we decide to move in here or effectively move in by raising, we could be saying, I don't have enough of a stack to like really worry about it. I don't want to have to fade all the weird stuff on the river. I have two jacks. Let's just go now. And maybe we can get called by the over pairs to jacks. If we, that's raise. what you're trying to sell. Yeah. The idea that I, I have jacks. Yeah. I mean, sure. I guess, I guess. Sure. But uh, yeah, but it's not super. I don't really buy it. Check raising the turn, especially when the sizing has been so big, is super strong. Yeah. So it's probably a bad idea. Yeah. And, you know, you could say, like, so then you should be bluffing more. And that's true. But you also have to be careful. When you target your opponent's super strong range, it's not the ideal time to bluff. Because often they choose not to fold anyway, even though they, maybe they should. Now, Jason Kuhn, I don't know what he's going to do in these spots. but I was having this discussion with a coaching client hmm. recently, actually. He was wanting to target under the gun ranges with three bets. Yeah. In in these in like kind of dinky tournaments like three hundred dollar 
tournaments where a lot of the players are somewhat amateurish, but still have relatively, most of the players understand ranges enough to have their tightest range be under the gun. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, why, why attack the tightest range? Why right. are we attacking that with our bluffs? Right. Let's attack the weaker ranges with our bluffs. And I think that's a pretty clear, easy principle. And it's easy to get caught up in, well, if they have a super strong range and I'm raising, then it looks so much stronger. Yeah, but you're attacking their strongest range. Like, that's not going to work as often. Right. Like, aces and kings, for example, and ace, queen, and queens make up such a bigger percentage of their range when they're under the gun than when they're opening in the cutoff. Yeah. Like, why would you target that part of it? By the way, there's a lot of other hands that are not going to fold also. Right. But also, I, if you I do certainly, it more than once, they're probably going to start to notice that and be less interested in folding their super strong range. Right. But I certainly understand the inclination and the desire to do that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like sure. they're saying they have a super strong hand. Guess what? I'm going to say I have a stronger hand. Yeah. And I totally get that. There's logic behind that. But we can Occam's razor it and just say it's easier to fold out the range that includes 10-7 suited than the range that doesn't, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's more to that, but that's the biggest point. For yeah. Sure. Anyway, so Duffy is... Duffy's in a spot where he's like, okay, Kuhn has his strongest range. Yeah. How do I proceed when I have what is very likely to be the best hand? Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, I feel like since we decided to call on the flop, we should, we should stick to the plan now, which is let's let Jason Kuhn move us in on the river. Right. If, he, if we think he's going to try to... Like, he's sizing, is trying to set it up for a, essentially a shove on the river with, with an overpair yeah. type of hand. Yeah. We should let him do that. Right. Now, of course, there are going to be some cards that are going to kill the action or are going to cause us to lose. And yeah. outside, like a spade may cause us to lose, you know? Yeah. We're, we're going to have to check and hope he checks it back or check and probably find a call in hand yeah, our life. probably find like, a call. You can have like the ace of spades with two aces and just bet the river anyway, like move us in anyway. But we're, we're probably... So there's spots where we're not going to get the, the double. But at this point now, we've already faded half, half the streets that we wanted to fade to get this shot at the double up, right? So I don't see why we would look super crazy strong ourselves by check raising when we actually have it. We have this really nice hand and he's probably going to bet again on the river once he's bet the turn. Like it looks like he's got a big hand. Yeah, it does. It does. Turns so. out he doesn't. I know he has ace king. By the no way, draw. if we knew this as John Duthie, we'd be, well, it's funny. We're doing all this planning as if he has aces. Yeah. And we're saying, well, we don't want to scare off his aces and we want to give him a chance to move in. But if we knew he had a weak hand, we also certainly wouldn't want to check. Yeah. We race. didn't even talk about that element of flatting the right. flop. Like how about we let him continue bluffing if he's bluffing? Yeah. Like we're so caught up in the other piece of it. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe cause he is bluffing. So we didn't feel like we need to get into that a little bit, but like, of course. So in some ways, if we're going to do that against his value, of course we have to give all the weak stuff a chance to keep going. Cause how else are we going to get money out of that? Absolutely. So there you go. So that makes it, that sort of makes it feel like a slam dunk. We did, we chose this path on the flop. So now we have to continue. And he does. Yeah. He just calls. And uh, now Jason Kuhn's like, well, this kind of sucks. Doesn't it? I guess he doesn't have two eights very often anymore. I hope he has two spades. But he probably does. And he's probably got jacks. Is yeah. he going to fold the river? Should I try and get him to fold? Probably not. Probably Should. not. But man, I wish I wasn't here right now. I wish I could go back in time and fold my ace king preflop. Yeah. But here we are. Pot's 13,350. The river is... Now, I think there's already been a lot of really interesting stuff in this hand. The river is crazy interesting. Now, John Duthie has like 19K left, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So still, he's got like one and a half pot. Yes. The okay. river is the king of hearts. Yes. So Kuhn makes top, top on the river. Yes. Don't. What? Don't do that. What do you mean? That's what the kids say now. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a king. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the king of hearts. All right. Now, 
we can talk this through and maybe I'm wrong, but upon initial inspection, I think Duffy makes a mistake here mm-hmm. on this King of Hearts. Okay. He bets 5,500. This is a very strange decision, but okay. I say that I can at least, I think I know what he's thinking. I think I get what his thought process is anyway. I think I do too, but go ahead. I believe he's trying to capture value from the hands so that are going to insta-check back because they're afraid of the king, i.e. queens and jacks, exactly. Right, but why would they be afraid of the king? Well, they may think there's no value to be gained by betting anymore when they have queens and jacks, so they may check it back. Let me right. put it that way. So like, either they're afraid of the king or we're afraid of the king, but the combination of the two means they're probably just going to find a check back. Okay. How about that? That's, that's reasonable. Like if, like if Duffy's sitting there with two nines... And is holding on, or ace ten, and is holding on, and then the king comes like, "Well, I can't even beat ace king anymore. Like, I guess I have to fold now, right?" So then, Coon may just feel like, "What's the point of betting two jacks?" Okay, so if he has queens or jacks specifically, because Duffy can have a king x of spades hand. He can, he can, and and he might not call with a ten now because the king came. Right, right. So I understand all of that. I think this is a big sizing mistake. Okay, let's talk about it. He bets fifty five hundred into thirteen thousand three hundred and fifty. Bets like thirty eight percent of the pot or something. Yeah. Seems way too small if we want to make this plus EV versus Kuhn sometimes having pocket aces and betting and actually moving in with aces or something like that or betting bigger, you know? Let me, let me ask you, is it possible Duffy's trying to induce with this baby bet? No. Doesn't seem like it, does it? Induce from what? Um, uh, induce from over pairs who we're going to bet anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Although they're now they're going to move in if they have to, if they're, if they're going to raise, but they may just call. The thing is, they may decide to just call now. Yes, of course, and they usually will. Like aces might just call. Of course, there's no real. You might think like, what's the point of moving in? How am I going to call by Duthie's jacks anyway? Right? Like Duthie's jacks are going to fold if I move in. So yeah, I'm just going to call. Yeah. So that's the real problem. So you, so we'd have to be inducing, but from like ace queen or something. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, if we check, we probably have a better chance to induce. I don't know, actually, if we have a better chance to induce from Ace Queen. Honestly, if we're trying to induce from Ace Queen, we probably have to bet a lot less anyway. 5,500 is probably too much when we have 19,000 left. We should probably bet like 3,000. Yeah. Give him as much fold equity as he could possibly have. I don't like the sizing. And honestly, I don't like the thought behind it either. Yeah. Because if Kuhn was bluffing and is still bluffing, the king is a great card. He's like, oh, now I can rep Ace King. Yes. Volger Jacks, I can now rep Ace King. But if Duthie bets, it's not, he's might, he might lose heart with that idea with Ace Queen when Duthie doesn't leave himself that much. Because Duthie can have King Ten here, yeah. right? Since he has Ace Three suited, he can definitely have King Ten, yeah. suited. Um, so there's two of those. There's only two of those, and maybe for Jason Coon, we have a King in our hand. Eh, if we have a King in our hand, we're not going to do one of these things anyway. Um, no, I, I yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do this. Duthie's just worried about the quick check back because he's called twice, and even though Coon has a strong range. I don't know. That king may scare Kuhn. I think if we're going to bet here, yeah. we need to bet more than Kuhn would have bet with aces. I like that thought process a whole lot, sir. And 5,500 is a lot less than Kuhn would have bet with aces. Yes. Kuhn is going to bet. The effective stacks are 19K and there's 13 in the pot. Kuhn's either going to go all in or bet big, like 10K. Yeah. I think 10K is probably much more likely than the all in. Yeah. If he's trying to get called by jacks yeah. and the king comes, I don't see how going all in is a good idea. Right. So 10K feels about right. Yeah. And honestly, you're, you'd be able to, maybe Kuhn goes small because the king comes. He's afraid about scaring Duffy's other stuff. I don't know. But it's more than 5,500, even if he goes small, right? Yes. He's betting more than that. He's betting more than half the pot. He maybe bet 7K. So over time, Duffy is losing value with this bet. That is my opinion. 
Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, if we think about it from the point of view of Coons got aces, kings, queens, and jacks. Some ace kings, maybe, also. Yeah. Turns out we know we can have that. Um, and maybe some other weird random stuff. Like yeah. Weird, weird random air. You that, could have ace queen of spades. Right. So we're going to fold out all the weird random air most of the time. Maybe once in a while we induce the shove, but mostly we're going to fold it out. Um, aces are just going to call. Queens and jacks are either going to call or fold. Um, and kings are going to race. Yeah. Kings, we're going to get all our chips anyway, so who cares about that? Yeah. Aces, we don't get as much value out of. Queens and jacks might check it back, but ace king, ace kings that are out there, we also sort of cut down on the value we get out of those. So and there's way more ace kings and aces than there are queens and jacks. Yep. So that'll do it. Here's the thing that makes everything we're saying wrong in practice. Yeah, I know. Jason Kuhn moves all in. I know. Okay. See, we did all that, guys. We, we set you up to knock you down. You thought it was one way. It's the other. Well, I still agree with all of the points that we made. Oh, I think it's a bad bet. I agree completely with you, but we also knew what was coming, right. which makes it fun to talk about. But I think way. what happened here is an interesting thing where Jason Kuhn is assuming certain things about John Duthie the way that we assume things about John Duthie. He's assuming he's like a certain level of player yep. that is a far below level player than Jason Kuhn is. No doubt. Yeah, which is, I'm, I'm pretty sure, 100% accurate. But of course, that I'm sure mean, John, Duth- John Duthie would, would agree so with that. Ultimately, what that means is when Duthie takes this line and then bets really small on the river, it looks like a blocker bet. It looks like he has jacks or queens or ace 10, yeah. a hand like that. And he's like, okay, well, I don't want to have to pay more than this much. And I still have a pretty good hand. I don't want to have to be in this weird check call spot when Kuhn bets a huge amount. And I don't want to have to fold in that spot or think about calling and, and call off more. So I think Kuhn is putting Duthie on ace 10 jacks or queens and he doesn't really see any threes being in Duthie's range. I mean, I think it's ace, 10, jacks, queens, and maybe the odd king X of spades. Right. Which, you know, isn't like, isn't a great king X. It's like king jack suited or something. Like right, that. right. And he's beating all of those hands. Yeah, he's like, it's a free roll to move in. And he's like, okay, I have to get value from those hands because he doesn't have any threes in his range, you would think. No, he doesn't have pocket. Oh, he could have pocket tens, but it's a weird way to play pocket tens. If he has pocket tens, he gets my money. Yeah. You know, like. That's fine. There's, That's the one combo. If he has one of the Not three. The one, the one, one of the three combos. That if he has one of those three combos versus the many, many, many combos of these other hands. Yeah. I might as well free roll all the money here. Yeah. It feels like a free roll. I, I completely understand why he's moving in here. So, but like when you first see this, you're like, why would he move in? You know, yeah. every, everybody's initial reaction is going to be like, that's crazy. Why? What are you doing? What do you expect to get called by? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you get called or not. If you're sure you have the best hand, like 90% of the time, I think it's worth it. Sure. As long as you can get called some of the time, of course. Yeah, of course, you have to actually be able to be called. That is the one thing that I do question about this move. Yeah, that's that's the one questionable piece of the move-in is can you get called by the worst Look hands? how strong Jason Kuhn's range looks here. He three bet plus one. He bet the flop big. He bet the turn big. He just moved in on the Donk River. That's, that's as strong as you can be, right, in terms of actions he can take. You can't be any stronger. Those are the most aggressive actions you can take. Well, there's a tug of war between all of these things going on with, with this move in. One of, one of those things that is on the element of we should move in is we can't let Duthie get away with 5,500. Like, right. we can't just get 5,500 on this river. We just can't let him do it. Like, we can't let him block her bet. I mean, I hear that and I understand that and I've certainly been there. At the same point... That feels like it's getting into some other emotional stuff that goes that goes outside of what's the optimal decision. It's right not now. necessarily just emotional. It's just that I like I can't let him determine how much value I get here. Right. Yeah. But, th- but that's 
But the only way you can have that thought process is if you're putting them on a very particular range too, right? Yes. Like you have to believe that range very strongly, which obviously Kuhn does. Kuhn certainly believes that. I would have believed it too. In the Kuhn spot, I would have thought like, I got this guy beat for sure. Like, let's see, it's King 10, I got him, right? Um, so I hear that. And I, pro- I might go for, the- I might make the same play that Kuhn does. I don't think I would. I think I'd call because I'm, I'm weak inside. <laughs> Ultimately, and Kuhn is probably Kuhn's probably making the play that over time is the most profitable, right? Yeah. Like, he probably makes money doing this because they, they don't call very often, but when they do, you get paid more, and you always have them. Yeah. It just turns out he doesn't have them this time. Well, he didn't account for Duthie's loose preflop play. Like, yeah. He's not supposed to have any threes when he opens under the gun. Like, the only things you should be beat by here are King-10, 10-10, and maybe 6-6 six, six once You shouldn't have King-10 either. You're right. You're right. He shouldn't have King 10. Also, we block King 10, but he shouldn't have it. It's 10, 10 and 6, 6, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10, 10 and 6, 6. And 6, 6 By the is going to fold on the flop a lot. There's also only one King 10 suited. Even if he has King 10, yeah. there's only one of them. And 6, 6 is going to fold a lot on the flop, by the way. He's not um, necessarily yeah, they gonna, just give up. Yeah. They made, like we were saying sevens and eights and stuff like that, but it doesn't mean they're all. And if it doesn't ball. fold, I guess it's not going to fold in turn, obviously. Six no, hit no, turn. that's it. As soon yeah. as it gets to the turn. Yeah. But, but Kuhn bets big on the flop and he might just throw it away. Yeah. It wouldn't be crazy at all. In fact, no. it's probably right. You just set mining and you missed. Right. So, yeah. So really we're losing to tens. One combo of King 10 if Duthy plays it and one and three combos of sixes if Duthy calls with, with those on the flop. So it's like and half a it. combo of sixes really probably. Yeah. Maybe one combo of sixes, whatever. So like five combos total, something like that. Right. Whereas Duthy probably has King Jack of spades, King Queen of spades. That's in two. His range. That's yeah, two. For sure. Um, Jack, Jack, Queen, Queen. So that's another 12. Yep. Maybe you could have Ace, King of spades himself, but then we chop with that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, we might fold out. We might fold out the chop, which would be kind of cool. Not that we're targeting that. No. But that'd be kind of neat. That would be neat. But more jack-jack, queen-queen, which is another... 12 um, combos. 12 combos. That's where the real meat is made. The thing is, does he ever call with those? And then there's two combos of ace-10 suited. Does he ever call with that? I don't know. How can he call with those hands? That's the problem with this movement, I suppose. I mean, we're supposed to have aces, kings, and ace-king here kind of exclusively, aren't we, when we move in, at least as at a minimum? Yeah. And really kings? Yeah. Or tens? Yeah, like, it's a we're bit supposed of, to have kings or tens. The problem with the move in it, like when you boil it down, I think is that it's an over rep of a value hand. Yeah, we have a value hand, but we're over repping. It's the classic. Yeah, I have a very strong hand, but I'm I'm acting like I have an even stronger one in it, and it's not a good idea <laughs> when I don't have to. I don't know. But this this is, goes back. This is that tug of war you were talking about. Yeah. Of like how can I, how can I only get fifty five hundred out of him when I'm sure I have the best hand? Yeah. Like let's at least try and get more. I think it's really close, but I. Since Jason Kuhn did it, it's probably the right thing to do. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is, I don't know. I, I wonder what Jason Kuhn would say now about it, you know? Um, if he would say, of course I make that play. I make that play every time, and it totally works for me. He might be right. He People might make be. weird calls and, and hold them yeah. sometimes. We saw Gary Edelstein do it with his pocket eights against Ryan Feast Kings, right? Yeah. Where he called, what, $35,000 on the Oh, here's the element we just forgot about. We just totally forgot about, which is the same thing that I think Edelstein was thinking about in that hand is maybe maybe we're, we're not giving Kuhn the right thought process on Duffy. Maybe he thinks Duffy at least has a bit more thought behind what he's doing than we're giving Duffy credit for. Mm-hmm. And Duffy's going to be like, what are you repping? You have a super thin range. Like, I have to call with my queens and jacks because, like, you're not going to do this with a one-pair hand. You're not going to do this with aces. It's pretty clear what Kuhn's repping. He's repping king-king, right? Right, exactly. I mean, but he's, there's no reason to believe he doesn't have king-king. Except that it's hard to have. It is absolutely hard. To have. By the way, you could have 10-10 also. Yeah. Although he might just flat preflop with 10-10. Ten, ten. 
He might, but at John Duthie, he might three bet. He might. 10, 10. He might. Um, what I'm saying, him, what I'm saying is from, from Duthie's yeah. perspective, he might right. be thinking like, wow, your, your value range is so thin now. Like, cause you wouldn't right. expect ace king or aces. No, it's true. You wouldn't expect ace king to move in there. That's a good point. And so he's like, so you have Kings exactly. Cause that's all you're doing. Right. So, kings and tens? so Kuhn is thinking maybe Duthie is thinking on that level right. and I can move in with ace king and he has to call with Queens and Jack sometimes because right. like, what can I have? I, I, he can't just put me on the strongest possible hand every time. Right. He, maybe he's even thinking like Duthie is, is good enough to have that thought process. And so it doesn't mean he's always going to call with them, but he'll call with like half the combos yeah. to like make sure he doesn't get bluffed in that spot every time. See, that would, make it, that would make it definitely a profitable move in if we yeah. could get to that, to that point. Yeah. If we, if we include, yeah, the king, jack, and the king, queen, of spades. Yeah. That's pretty good. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe. Maybe. So it's essentially, it's a, it's not a merge, but it's, a value move in with the part of your range that is not expected. That's supposed to be in that middle part that doesn't take an aggressive action. Yeah. The, the nonpolar part, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's merging his range while not actually performing a merge. Yeah. 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 No, that's interesting. Um, I wonder if it's, it may not be that complicated. Of course it may be, Oh, that's a blocker bet. I've got a strong hand. I'm always beating. I'm beating the blocker bets range by a mile and a half. I raise, yeah. which is very reasonable and works very well. <laughs> sure, sure, it could just be that. A surprising amount of people call one after they make their blocker bets when you have it, you know, because I guess a surprising amount of people fold. Also, I guess it goes both ways. That's a weird thing to say. I know, but um, yeah. usually they fold when I want them to, and they call when I don't want them to. So it's great. <laughs> You're the best. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it might just be that too. It might just be I attack blocker bets. You know, I generally attack blocker bets whether I have it or not because I feel like if I have it, cool, I'll get more value. If I don't, cool, I can get them to fold. You know, got to got to have it both ways. You just got to size it right, and then they do whatever you want. It's really nice. Well, not not if you're playing against Jason Kuhn. Probably not. I, I don't think I would attack Jason Kuhn's blocker bets because I would think there was more thought to them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I wonder what elements of what we talked about were actually going through Jason's yeah. head because we talked about a lot of different reasons he might have done it. Still unclear as to whether it's a profitable play. I lean towards yet towards yes. I think probably yes. I think if if his, this guy's name was Jimmy Jones, we may not be as sure if it was a profitable play though. Even though I know he broke it down all the way and all that stuff about the middle range stuff and all that. I'm not sure. Well, this goes back to the classic thing we have yeah. to talk about in this podcast. Any time, every time Jason Kuhn has earned our respect. Yeah, of course. Like we've seen him make above the rim plays over and over and over again. No question. We know he's capable of these thought processes. Yep. A guy named Jimmy Jones, who's dumb as rocks might make this play and have all of the wrong reasons behind it. He might be like, I hit a king, I, I move in. Yeah. Jason Kuhn's like, okay, there are all these elements at play. Mm-hmm. I very frequently have the best hand, and I think this guy is going to have to hero me sometimes. Right. I'm going to move in because of all of these things. I like, hear you, and I think that's probably what's going on. Yeah. But I do want to say, when we interviewed Dan Negreanu, we were asking him about some of the different things he did and some of the more interesting plays he made. And, all, and at one point he said, and honestly, a bunch of them are just mistakes. Sure. You know, and so like... Now, Daniel Negreanu is pretty open and honest about that kind of stuff, yeah. which is awesome. Um, but so, you know, if Negreanu is making mistakes against the elite players and just in general, you know, if he's if he's willing to say that, that means, you know, Kuhn might just make mistakes too. And everyone makes mistakes. Like, I make mistakes, you know. So it's possible that that's what's happening too. And he just, in the moment, made no. a play. And then thinking about it later, maybe he would not make that play. Right. But it's not, it's, that's not a fair counter to saying, to, to the, like the Jimmy johnson argument well, or whatever well, but like, no no my, my point is not like oh i have top pair i move in for jimmy jones my my argument is more like i see blocker bet i raise you know yeah 
which which we're sort of wondering, can you do it profitably on this board based on the story that's being told and, and the action and all that, right? Which is, I'm wondering if it goes, if for Jason Kuhn, it was all this other deeper stuff, if it was more like level one of I see blocker bet I raise, and then he's like thinking about it and talking to people about it and thinking like, you know what? I don't think that is a raise. You know, that's all. I'm, I'm going to give him the credit. I think okay. I, I think he probably thought this through. He probably has. I mean, it seems like he's thought through most things, honestly. Yeah. He gets my he gets the credit. That's fair. Didn't you say um, that you love to bring this up? But Jonathan is friends with Matt Matros, who is very. Who's that? <laughs> he was won three World Series of Poker bracelets. He's a very good poker player. Oh, is he the guy who won them um, year after year after year? Too? Yeah, like three, three years in a row. Three years in a row. He like tied the record or something. Yeah, it's one crazy. of Jonathan's good friends. <laughs> um, anyway, Matt was doing commentary with Jason Kuhn on one of like the live final tables, right? Yeah. One time, and didn't you tell me that Matt said to you? He was like, yeah, I just deferred to Jason every time. He knew exactly what he was talking about, and he would like say things that I couldn't even think of. Yeah, I think, I think that's correct. Yeah. So I'm going to give that guy, Jason Kuhn, <laughs> the credit. Okay, you know what? That's a pretty strong piece of evidence right yeah. there. Well said. All right, cool. All right. Well, nice job, Jason Kuhn. Yeah, uh, we except think, you lost all that extra we think money. You probably <laughs> did, we think you probably did a good job, but in practice, John Duffy owned you. Got destroyed. <laughs> all right, we're done. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. and going to be traveling the